Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Biz How To. Welcome to the Breakfast Biz How To segment. I'm Ryan Huang. Now, from the likes of US investor Ray Dalio to Google Go founder Sergey Brin, Singapore has seen an uptick in registered family offices in recent years, with more than 190 opening here on our little red dot in just the first four months this year. Well, it's no secret that we are seeing this influx of ultra-high net worth individuals choosing to set up family offices in Singapore to manage their personal wealth because of a multitude of factors like a stable political and economic environment, as well as our strategic location as a gateway to the rest of Asia. But have you ever wondered how to open a family office? Well, for more insights, we are joined by Roy Ong, co-founder and joint head of the family office practice at Aerodynamic Ventures, who provides independent expertise and bespoke support for family offices. Welcome to the show, Roy. Hi. Great to have you on. And also, good morning, Irfan. Irfan Zak, General Manager of Family Office Yongjing Investments. Good morning, Irfan. Good morning, Roy. First things first, what is a family office? Who is it for? When does someone need to start thinking about having a family office, Roy? Family office is actually a very colloquial concept. Mm. And it has been around since 1980. Um, I think the recent years, it's gotten a little bit more traction and it's gotten a little bit more recognized. So there is that informal ones where our ultra high net worth individuals just set up a company and they just run quietly, privately. But there is one that is more formal. You apply to MES for that application. And this is such an instance in the case of Yongqing. Okay, and so this is where the ultra-rich try to make it more efficient for their investment holdings. So how rich does one typically need to be to think about getting the efficiencies from a family office? It can be quite an expensive task whenever you actually set up an official one. Mm. Uh, typically, you will need at about at least an asset under management of $100 million okay. um, to actually run the show. Because typically, if you look at the fund management space, you charge about a 1% to 2%. That in itself is the office expense that you need. Yeah, of course, a family office is a team of experts. So you need those guys on your payroll. So you need to have the returns on investment, so to speak. And I think this is where we can bring in Erfan. Erfan, you're working directly with Chinese businessman Chen Yongxiong, who set up his family office, Yongjing Investments, right here in Singapore. Could we get a sense of what made Mr. Chen decide to relocate his family to Singapore and then set up a family office here to manage his wealth? Well, um, Mr. Chen was attracted to the efficiency and robustness of Singapore during his business trip in Singapore in 2020. Mm. He's envisioned that his business, or more importantly, his children, would have a better prospect and future in Singapore as a global hub. He knew that there would be a greater opportunity for business expansion and investment. He was also an ideal place for his children to receive better education improve their career prospect later on in their life as most of the time that is what his thinking is Roy, I suppose those are quite similar reasons that other folks come to Singapore for when they set up a family office as you've mentioned Ryan stability Mm. strategic place I think one of the real attractiveness is our economic and political stability and I think that is one of the key some of these soft things that Mm. uh, people are attracted to. So what's involved when you talk about setting up a family office? What's the procedure like? What do they need to consider? The questions they need to ask? Now, for example, talent is one question that comes to mind. You know, how easy is it to find the right person to run this shop? Sure. I think um, 
Within the MAS structure, I'm, I'm, I'm not from the regulator, but there has been an initiative that has been run through the Wealth Management Institute or WMI where it actually trains individuals to actually pick that up. Given that this particular family office is being created as a sub-industry for the Singapore economy, I think the institute has been training people, mm-hmm. such as myself, with a certified family office practitioner. Um, it's given us insights as to what a family office looked like. So we model after the Swiss, but of course with a Singapore twist. Okay, and Irfan, uh, we talk about a family office. What does it do on a daily basis? Uh, of course, you're trying to make more money. That sounds very simple, but what goes on behind the scenes? Well, behind the scene is all the hurdles that is going through for him. The language problem is always one of the key points. Mm. And in terms of investments, uh, what are you looking out for? It's not just Singapore-based investments, right? You are yeah, looking at around what's around the, the region. And the region. That's what he's planning to. So hopefully it goes through. This is where, I mean, if I may chime in, mm. yeah. fun, is um, because Singapore has got such a robust startup uh, VC PE ecosystem, that's where by coming into Singapore, there is this synergy. broad-based synergy into Indonesia, Vietnam. And you must have heard about the three VIPs, Vietnam, Indonesia and Philippines. Mm. These are the three countries that attract, but using Singapore as a hub. Okay, so I think that's a very good point, right? There is an ecosystem here in Singapore where family offices can leverage and also use as a springboard to other markets as well. So I suppose uh, that's one big reason why we are seeing this uh, growth of family offices in Singapore. Essentially, they're just businessmen Mm -hmm. trying to find ways to actually grow. And there is this particular element of ESG and sustainable investing that the government has Mm -hmm. actually gotten very, very strong and putting efforts into it. This really attracts a lot of ultra-high net worth individuals. Okay, when we talk about family office, uh, what is the setup like? You know, we've got, of course, the CEO and then what are the layers behind a typical family office setup? Sure. So, for instance, like in Yong Xiong's case, Mm -hmm. Irfan will be the GM. Uh, obviously, the business owner and CEO will be Mr. Chan himself. Then you have the other teams. Uh, sometimes it gets outsourced for the investment team. And then you have your operational and administration team and your usual uh, accounting and corporate secretary. So it's almost like your own suite of relationship managers of private bankers almost. In a way, yeah. yes. All right, let's talk about what you pointed out just now, ESG and a big part of that, uh, about that is sustainability and also philanthropy, giving back to this, the um, society. Now, Irfan, no, beyond going for more returns on investment, financial prosperity, many family offices are increasingly recognizing the importance of philanthropy. So how is Yongjing Investments giving back to the community? Well, for instance, there is a, recently there's a Dementia Singapore. Mm-hmm. She donated a certain amount of money and personally it's due to his friends, good friend of him. Mm. He felt that it's a need cause for him to donate for Dementia Singapore to improve on this one and helping the rest in this one. And on top of that, Yong Jing also donating to the Education Institute to help students to require financial aid. Yeah, this was in the news. Uh, Mr. Chen donating $80,000 to Dementia Singapore. And this was because of a personal connection to her close friend's experience recently. Yeah. 
And Roy, on the topic of philanthropy, how should family offices decide and navigate this space? What kind of causes to support? And also, how should they think about carving out a specific niche to be recognised in? I mean, as uh, alluded to by Irfan, there is no one-size-fits-all type of philanthropic work. The good thing is that in Singapore, the government agency through NVPC, or the National Volunteer and Philanthropic Centre that mm-hmm. was set up by the government, gives you certain guidance, gives you certain ideas. But most of these ultra-high net worth individuals, uh, they have a specific niche and they have actually a specific intent. Coastal, environment, ASEAN, and certain things like society, um, bringing like yellow ribbon. Some of them just get into that sort of initiative set up by the government. So there's really no one size fits all. But the good thing is that the fact that they are here it actually increases the ecosystem. It actually creates a very good, harmonious, and what Singapore is all about, giving back to those who have it already. Okay, so maybe start with your personal experiences and motivations as a way to figure out where to go. Right, we've been chatting with Roy Ong. He is the co-founder and joint head of the family office practice at Aerodynamic Ventures. And also, Irfan Zak, general manager of family office Yongjing Investments. Thank you for your time, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. All right, stay Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.